Can I just say, I love that my Roman Reigns, the love of the Roman Reigns is attempting to get murdered storyline has moved from a genuine, I'm very intrigued and I'm excited to see what happens next. It's moved from that to, this is so fucking bad that I can't help but laugh every single week at what happens. Because this week... So it's so so it's like it's like mid 2000s yes. actually i'm getting a is it like is it like the kane storyline where you're just like oh we're we're doing this huh it's on par with the aj styles what was the name of the chick that dixie carter caught aj oh no no yeah. no 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 that's <laughs> that love, like, that's the worst thing ever like this week you know last week they were like it's a big guy with a red beard that's not eric rowan this week roman came out and said I've got evidence that it was Eric Rowan. And then just shows video of a big guy with a red beard as if that's enough for him to be like, that's him, you Wait, see? Wait, did, Ro- did Rowan's dad just disappear? He was not brought up at all this week. <laughs> Instead, Daniel looks at Rowan and goes, uh, you're a liar, and then just starts <laughs> slapping him and slapping him, and then he rushes to the ring like, Dan- like Roman, I'm, I don't support liars, I hate liars, and then he just gets speared, and that was the end of SmackDown. This is stupid. <laughs> <laughs> So welcome to Five Boys, the show about professional and not-so-professional wrestling. I am your host, the man who has spent all day sampling whiskey, Scotty Moore. I'm the towel-folding guy, Blake Tanner, because I was folding towels before this. (laughs) Okay. And drinking whiskey. I'm unsure of how to follow up that information. I'm the villain. (laughs) I was going to say I'm the bling of the ring, but like, nah, dude, that's... Mm-mm. You can't follow up towel folding and slightly tipsy with bling of the ring, I guess. Fuck. Why am I still here? Bling of the ring. Who are you? Sasha Banks? <laughs> Don't. She doesn't... She doesn't... She doesn't... No, no. It, it probably would have been men on a mission yeah. if they had... Was... Uh, and like King... It was King Mabel from that, and like, I'm pretty sure he like... Like, it was at least shiny. He at least looked like it. I do have a genuine question, and that is, was Sasha Banks ever a good promo, or am I just misremembering shit? She she was, but I'm pretty sure it was one of those... I'm pretty sure we're in a Roman Reigns situation where somebody handed it to her. Yeah. And, like, she's been gone a while, so she doesn't have the confidence. That That's what resonated throughout the whole thing, was how... Unconfident, like there was no confidence in anything she was saying because it wasn't a good reason. Like her entire reasoning for why she cried backstage wasn't, I lost the, like I enjoyed the fact that they brought up the whole storyline of like, oh, she cried backstage and all that. Like they brought that to light, but I don't like that they brought it up as like a bad thing. It's like, yeah, some shit happened in your life. I'd be sad too. Everybody cries, bro. Well, Everybody cries. Well, not only that, also it being the fact that, like, she was like, I didn't care about the tag titles. Yes, you did. You're one of the main reasons those tag titles came into creation. I imagine that, like, once again, that wasn't her thing, and I'm pretty sure that's part of why she looks so uncomfortable, is, like, she did not agree with what she was saying in that in that freaking promo. Yeah. Well, I mean, the whole heel turn has been... The first week was good because everyone had, like, that that moment of, Oh, good, Sasha's back. Oh, and she's heel. That's gonna be fun. Oh, she just did a RuPaul-ass rig- wig reveal in the middle of the ring. And then, like, that gif where she's hitting Becky with the chair and, like, just straight up decks her in the head with it. That was brutal and amazing. And then it was followed up with her going back to, like legit boss shit and i'm fine with that but like you got to evolve you can't just be go three years she might at the pay-per-view that's where a lot of people evolve is that pay-per-view yeah. how do y'all feel about the fact that wwe doesn't seem to be able to move past the fact that just calling out someone's dead family members isn't a good idea so, i mean y'all remember last week well no 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 
Have you ever noticed it's only in women's feuds? Well, like within like the if if you exclude the Rey Mysterio like like Randy Orton thing, and if you exclude the Punk one. See, that's what I was gonna say. The beauty, the problem is it with it is the fact that if you're gonna bring up a dead family member, you gotta go full asshole. Well, well that and also. The person with the dead family member has to win. Yeah. They can't just be like, they can't be the person on the losing end of the feud like Natty is. She has to come out on top. Like with Taker, the reason why all of us were like, yeah, Punk can shit talk Paul Bearer all he wants. Because at the end of the day, we all know Undertaker's gonna kill him at WrestleMania. Yeah. That's why it works. You can't just be like, hey, fuck your dead dad, and then I'm gonna beat you up because all you are right now is a stepping stone to Becky Lynch. Oh, man, that hurts, huh? Yeah, it's bad. Uh, (laughs) uh, I don't know how to follow that up. This is the first time on this podcast that I've not been able to follow something up. Like, just purely at a loss for words after that of, oh, no, you're right. So, like, Natty's not even the main reason this feud is going on. The only reason Becky isn't here is because she's off in fucking Cabo with Seth Rollins getting engaged. Is it bad that I still just wish I could like Natty? I like Like Natty. I like Natty a lot. I only like Natty when she's around Cesaro and Tyson. Yeah, that was the Or if she's actually no, when she's around Tyson, when she's around her husband, it's like it's like a Jackie Chan, Chris Tucker, like straight man, crazy yeah. man thing, and that's that's cool. Like I appreciate her, I really do. I appreciate yeah. everything she's done, everything she's gone through. I just all the farting she did in the two thousands, all, <laughs> all all those beans she had to eat. And I just don't like what she's t- what they're giving her. Let let's let me put it that way. I don't like what she's been given. Since the Divas of Doom, she has not gotten anything decent in WWE, and it's always and she's had a title run, I think, and it's always been bad though. Yeah, but uh, I will say, going back to the Seth situation, hey Blake, how did it feel pulling a fucking Scotty Moore the other day? Of teasing us for a few seconds before busting out the knowledge. Because I was at a Buffalo Wild Wings, my phone was dying, I look at my little Fitbit, and it says, Hey, you guys, how long has been uh, Becky and Seth been dating? And we were like, I don't know, like three or four months? And you go, well, they're not anymore. And I might have visibly applauded in the Buffalo Wild Wings, and then... They're engaged. They're engaged. Fuck! <laughs> Damn it! D- Dylan did sneak Scotty, me in you're that, already, though. Scotty, you're already married. You can't date Seth Rollins. Well, I mean, it's not just that. It's a matter of, like... I was I've... the one that wanted to date Seth Rollins. Thank you. <laughs> it's just, like, I've seen how Seth is in relationships, and that scares me for the future. I'm not saying it's going to happen this time. I'm saying people can change. Listen, he's he's older. He owns a coffee shop now. <laughs> he is. He goes He doesn't have that blonde streak anymore. Yep. Like He doesn't date Nazis anymore. Yeah. He does Yeah. Unless unless Becky's hiding it real well. <laughs> oh shit, no. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um he's not been as much of an asshole on Twitter. Well, it's hard. It's harder when you're, uh... Well, I believe Becky actually stole his Twitter password and now has control of the whole thing at this point. Oh, that's good. So since Twitter's just gonna be weird puns, I love it. (laughs) Also, can I just say, speaking of screaming fuck very loud, I audibly, for the first time ever, looked at the TV watching Raw and screamed, well, fuck you too, Vince. Like, this was literally... I was staring and... This thing that we're about to talk about happened, and I just went, fuck you two. Like, if you're just going to do this shit, fuck off. Because who are the Raw Tag Team Champions? I'll just begin with that. Um, isn't it now? Not the OC. It's not the OC. Not the OC. No, it was a tag team that was cobbled together this week. Exactly. And last week we talked about that, and we said... 
You know, it's kind of an issue when they cobble together a tag team who can suddenly defeat the entire division. <laughs> Wait. But it kind of... But it kind of makes sense with Seth and Braun, these two dominant people. And then this week, they just double the fuck down on it by having Dolph Ziggler and Robert fucking Rude kill the entire division with one victory. Wait, were they were wait, were they like the first people in and they like beat all those people? What had happened was, if I remember correctly, it was B team versus War Raiders. War Raiders easily won. The OC came out, they both got themselves disqualified, and then Ziggler and Rude came out and literally won every single match after that in the tag team turmoil. It was ridiculous. So are we going to have at the next pay-per-view two? tag teams that were cobbled the fuck together fighting yes the fuck we are and that's where fuck you two vents welcome to the attitude era two-man power trip versus the bod (laughs) good times no the rock and sock connection yeah that's what this is oh shit i want dolph ziggler and robert rude to be the new two-man power trip except I want this, I want Robert Roode to be the universal champion, I want him to be the one that beats the, I want this to just be a reign of not even terror, I just want it to be a reign of suck for the next six months until Mania. A reign of, a reign of, hey, we fucked these two real teams out real early, huh? Isn't that fun? Also, apparently, WWE is about to bring a fucking gun to a cannon fight because they're starting their own wrestling podcast network. And uh, I'd like to decree the Fight Boys are the first on the front lines unless they offer us a contract to face off against them. That ain't (laughs) happening. I wonder if they'll get, like, like, Lillian Garcia's one. Because that's been... It's, I've looked at it, it's been decent, I downloaded, they have the OC on. And like, oh, really? Apparently, yeah, and apparently uh, Carl Anderson tells this really sweet story about Nakamura, like, back when he was in the LA Dojo, Nakamura, like, just giving him money for food every day. What wrestling podcasts would they pick up? I think that they could get ENC's podcast pretty easily. Probably ENC, um... um I don't know, ENC talk a lot of shit about the company. Yeah, but they're very ENC good. don't care, and and Edge is what? jacked enough that like he, you can't intimidate him anymore. I that's the thing though. I think Edge is jacked enough that he's like, hey guys, I'm gonna tease. They said I could do, I could do a little bit more wrestling. Mm-hmm. He he was talking about that on Twitter, so it's like, oh shit, Edge, are you getting that? Edge, do you want that Saudi money? Edge, don't. <laughs> Edge, don't he's go like there. The wa- it makes me be- feel bad because, like, it's weird to say this, but Edge is my favorite retired wrestler of all time. Because he's the only one, with the exception of that one spear, he's the only one. He- like, I think, um, w- what's the name of the Onion, but for pro wrestling? I can't remember the name of it. Kayfabe News? Yeah, Kayfabe News released an article that said, For another week... A wrestler decided to stay retired, shocking the entire world, and it was all about Edge. And I'm like, yeah, that's extremely respectful. I've always loved Edge as how like he approaches pro wrestling. Think about how wrestling. great that would be if he didn't know. DDP. <laughs> DDP's been pretty sw- great retired. Look at all the people he's helped. Yeah, DDP's a quality one too. He's only come like he's not really come out of retirement. He's done a couple of spots, but that's about it. He picked up Brandy Rhodes. That's all he's done. And he uh and he he's he's diamond cutter I think like a couple of people at some indies. Yeah, so, he's yeah. done that. He's been in I hope he, actually you know what? I hope this Saturday that he he diamond cutters uh Oi. That'd be great. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that'd be good. On the outside just boom. Shatter into dust. Did you ever get a payoff for DDP just carrying Brandy away that night? No, no, no. It's just that everybody knows that he's like a, like a like an uncle to he to Cody and they're just like yeah no he's just here to help yeah he is a very he's a friend of the Rhodes family like strong one hundred percent that is all he does he just helps people yeah 
But now I'd like but, to... But uh, speaking of all out... Yes, um, thank you. So, 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 so John Moxley might have Mercer, but he's also been murdered because Kenny Omega just lit his ass on oh, fire for fuck. three straight minutes. On being the elite, it was so weird. That's such a lighthearted show, and they were like, by the way, for the first three minutes, Kenny's just gonna shit all over this guy that's actually probably a lot of your favorites. And I loved every fucking minute of it. And they did it so well because it began with, and I know, watching back on it now, I know it was probably a work, but the... Oh no, it was 100% a work. What the fuck's wrong with you? Well, I meant like... You, Mark! Just the moment where, like, the lights come on and he's like, guys, what the fuck? (laughs) Like, he's out of the match. What? And you'd think at that point he would have then went to be like, well, I'm going to take out Pac instead. Let's do this. No, instead it was just him turning to the camera and being like, so you tried to be Kenny Omega for one month. And from that, you got injured once again. You are unprofessional. You, I don't want to see you ever again. It was amazing. Uh, if you never no, it was if you if you never showed up again, I wouldn't give a shit. Yes, <laughs> that was such a fantastic promo, though. And he like playing it off as like I took this seriously. I took time off. I didn't go do some indies and a Japanese tour and a death match like a retard. <laughs> I am amazed. I didn't try to be superhuman. <laughs> I am amazed at like for the person who has been superhuman for so long that Kenny has taken this much like actual. Close enough to time off. Oh, dude. Like, that match with Pac is gonna be so good. It's gonna be brutal. I'm feeling it. Especially because the the last thing that I remember... I can already feel it in my nips. <laughs> and I guess that also leads into my, my thought that... So Kenny's just not gonna be in New Japan anytime soon because he's coming back to DDT. Yeah. I'm excited. The minute they announced that he was going to DDT, I got super pumped. I'm like, oh, Kenny's about to do some buck wild shit in Japan. That's fine. Yep. This is my, this is my resurgent want to see Kenny in a ring again. Because yeah. for a while it was like, alright, that's fine. Kenny, he's been working real hard. He's not putting on as great as match as he does. Like, he's not been putting on the quality he has been. It's, you know, he's not been with... Everyone that's in Japan, New Japan especially, so, eh. But now, yeah, now it's because you're getting it's because you're getting heel Kenny, like 2016 Kenny's showing his head again, and I'm just like, oh, this is my favorite, this is my favorite Kenny, this this solid year where I had the great overlap between Junior anime villain Kenny Omega. And the best bout machine, there was a, there was like a year, year and a half where the two of them were like, just like one whole being, and it was the greatest year of wrestling in my life. I want anime Kenny to come back so bad sometimes. I do too. Also, my favorite thing, going back to that promo, I loved the editing of it. Because it it made it feel like it was all the, off the top of Kenny's head. Because it would be like, he would be saying something, and then it would cut. Like, his mind shifted to another idea. And he'd be like, you have this checklist. You want to go to Japan. You want to have a hardcore match. Check, check. And then, then it would cut to him being like, you're unprofessional. Like, it was his mind bouncing back and forth. And the way they... It, I'd argue for a while this is probably the best episode of BTE they've had in a long time. Yeah. Actually, no, when they did the classic episode, like whenever the guy, they all went to Mexico, that was, that was when they got back to their roots. That was so nice. I will also say the reason that I, I loved it so much is because it felt like it, it just felt so much more like wrestling as I'm used to, like listening to Kenny just cut this vicious promo on BTE and like the fact that okay this is actually getting me hyped for whatever he's gonna be doing now yeah oh yeah this is this is why I have to somehow find a way to watch the TNT also uh, Scotty you mentioned on our group chat just the roller coaster of emotions that Moxley's Twitter was Yes, because he was just like, I believe the first one was like, hey guys, I've got MRSA, I'm sorry, I'm going to have to pull out, but don't worry, it's going to still be a great show, I expect AEW to put out an amazing pay-per-view for All Out. A couple minutes later. 
this fucking sucks. <laughs> this that's, is bullshit. That's exactly... Like, this is his... Twitter is actually John Moxley's stream of consciousness. Yeah, yeah, Like, that is actually how I would feel about shit. And the fact that he's able to put out the negative shit he feels, I appreciate that. And I cannot wait until the eventual Moxley-Kenny match, because it will be so much better now. But, yeah, going back to BTE, another thing I really liked from it, I liked the long... Some would argue a little bit going on too long segment where they wanted to announce um, it was Jungle Boy, Marco, and Luchasaurus against SCU. But God, that was just like at one point, who was it? Was it ca- ca- this? Th- that weird little man took a shit on my lawn. <laughs> it was it Kaz outside the Chuck E. Cheese who was just randomly yeah. sat outside of Chuck E. Cheese. Yeah, CD, and then and then Kaz is just sitting outside of Chuck E. Cheese's now. <laughs> yep. The fact that, like, so I only realized this after this was announced, and, like, I saw the official announcement posted on Reddit. Like, why do so many people not like Marco Stunt? What? Oh, yeah, no. People hate yeah. him. Like, the first, the literal top comment on that was, is it just me, or does Marco, do I, do you not like Marco in this situation? Because, like, he's so fucking tiny. He's not a real threat. This is wrestling. It's got to be serious business. He's got to be a serious contender. Fuck you, nerds. Marco Stunt's the best. He's so fucking fun. He's exactly... He's exactly what I want in a wrestler. Hold on. Sorry. <laughs> Calm down. <laughs> Calm down there, buddy. This is why he's called Mr. Fun Son. Exactly. Yeah. He's very fun. I don't want big horses fighting every fucking night. I want to see interesting matchups and i want to see interesting storytelling and marco stunt is very good at that yeah just because he's a small man a smaller man than i i would like to say um he's a large child a large (laughs) child yeah just because of that it doesn't mean that you can't have fun with him in a wrestling ring just because they put him in a match with jungle boy and luchasaurus does not mean he's going to be fighting for the AEW World Heavyweight Championship the next fucking night. Calm the fuck down like I should be. <laughs> but, Bl- ease off, Blake. Ease off. Calm, Hoss. I want there to be a, I want there to be a spot where, like, SCU's on the outside and Luchasaurus throws Marco Stunt and they just they easily catch him. But then he throws Jungle Boy and then, like, they catch him too. But then he does a tope and that knocks everybody that's down. That's gonna be good. I, I bet that that's... Yeah, because Luchasaurus is fucking amazing. But uh, I do want to also say the best part of uh, the best part of that at BTE was Chris Jericho because for once he wasn't just being a heel. Which I mean, I understand like he's trying to commit to being because that's who he was. He was kind of like the biggest heel they had. But at this point, he was finally like, "Hey, y'all, you know I need to win this, right?" Like, I'm a 40-fucking-55-year-old man. I have to win this match, or else, like, this is gonna... Wait, s- how old is he? 75. How it's old gonna, is- <laughs> It's gonna signal the downfall of this 89-year-old man. I have to win this. And that's when I was like, oh, good. Now we have an emotional reason for Hangman to win, and we also have an emotional reason for Jericho to win. So it was a very good promo of him being like... I know I'm supposed to just be the bad guy, but if I don't have a reason, it won't make sense. And he expressing that. So I really liked that. Why? FMA245 in the chat posted this squared circle post of... Can you guys see this? I'm, I'm not sure to m- what this is going on. What? What? <laughs> What's happened, Blake? Um. So the original post was Austin Aries... Here's why men versus women is nope. insane. No, uh-uh, no, saw this the other day. We've done this. We've done this already. Seth Rollins did this a few weeks ago. We can't do this again. Uh-huh. It's And it's already, it's Austin Aries, so you know it's bad, because everybody at this point is like, man, did Austin Aries ruin his career by being a dick? Yo, he did. He did. He No, 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 he used to. He still does, but he used to as well. <laughs> He was just putting on good matches then, so he could forgive him. But but you know who but you know who doesn't doesn't ruin ruin our careers, Scotty. All of our 
our lovely thank you so much all of our lovely patrons <laughs> at patreon.com slash loaded bs that's the website where you can become an official fight boy a bs moon marine you get to join us and you get access to exclusive perks like our discord where you can hang out and chat with us you get shouted out on the show of your choice every single week like that absolute piece of shit gauzy and most, Who's not even here tonight? Yes, and most importantly, you get access to me and Blake's show, You Paid for This, where we watch absolutely terrible movies and commentate over them. Other than last time, where we did watch The Bad Batch, that was kind of a good movie, and then slowly became worse and worse as it went. So it was kind of like the Roman Reigns murderer storyline, but in movie form. It was very intriguing, and then just got so much worse. Funnily enough... Starring Jason Momoa. Yeah. <laughs> and if you want to join a, but if you want to become an honorary, wait, you know, you know, that's not the same person, right? <laughs> nope. <laughs> and if you want to become an honorary fight boy, if you want to be a BS Moon Marine, you can at Patreon.com/slash a load of BS. And now, boys, I know we usually talk to talk about wwe pay-per-views try to make predictions about that which by the way boy king of the ring really whiffed it on this one i think i only got two more points this week how many how many points do you have in total three i mean i've i've i fucked up the entire upper right yeah yeah so you're fine i whiff that entire i whiff that entire one yay but i've gotten everything else yeah i whiffed everything um like you did, Dylan, except for my winner, who I've still got, I've still got old Baron Corbin. But I also, I realized I made the dumb, stupid, idiot mistake in the fact that I put Shelton Benjamin as winning something. <laughs> hey, bud. <laughs> hey, Blake. Hey, Blake. Same here, buddy. Same here. Hey, I've only got six out of eight possible points for the first round. So, yeah. I mean, with me, my main problem... Well, with me, my main problem was going back to thinking about not not considering the fact that my picks were not going to line up heel-face matchups for the rest. Because that's all they're doing now. If a heel wins, you know a face is going to win the other one. If a face wins, a heel's going to win the other one. Yeah. I kind that's, of, how, that's how all tournaments like that yeah. work. I, I did that up until the point that, like, like Dylan, my upper right was fucked, so my entire SmackDown may be fucked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can I'm see pretty that. good on Raw. Well, before we get into predictions for All Out, our first ever AEW prediction, let's tweet somebody. Dylan, you got anyone in mind? Wait, no, second ever. We 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 did double or nothing. Oh, that's right, we did. And we did Fighter Fest. It's just we lost that we audio. Did. All right, yo at at Kenny Omega. <laughs> oh, we're shooting high. We're shooting for the stars on this one. Uh, s- s- since you have the t-shirt for where you won that, that Japanese tournament, can, can your next t-shirt just be in Japanese? Okay. Hashtag, hashtag, hashtag uh, hashtag weabuya. <laughs> hashtag retweet and follow. Can't you just make a new AEW shirt in a Japanese? Blake, you ready for the Cracker Barrel Brawl? Because that's a fucking thing. <laughs> Wait, What? Cracker Barrel is sponsoring the Triple Threat. Well, hold on, wait, 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 wait. The Cracker Barrel Clash, get it correct, the Cracker Barrel. Uh, no, Cracker Barrel Brawl would have been way better. They fucked that up. I would prefer the Cracker Barrel Classic. <laughs> it's a whole <laughs> tournament. Oh, dude. Don't tempt them. Yeah, but now it's time to get into our predictions for going all out. Okay. And to start off, in the pre-show, we have Private Party... Versus Angelico and Jack Evans. Is this part of the tournament, or... I can't remember. Oh, uh, no. No, because uh, the Bucks versus Private Party is the first round. That's right, Private Party has... Oh, no, who has the buy? Is it... No one yet. I thought someone got a, earned a buy at the last... Whatever. No, no, no. Our... Dark Order versus Best Friends is for one of the buys. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Um, Private Party versus Angelico and Jack Evans... I'm going to say Private Party. As much as I love Angelico and Jack Evans, I'm going to pronounce it both ways because I'm not sure. I really do. I, I, I think Private Party they've invested more in. Angelico and Jack Evans because, like, 
private party. They're 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 new. They need that growth storyline yeah. and getting that. Also, because I'm gonna pick them to beat the Bucks. Oh, so I need them to lose out before that, so it's an upset. Because if they win this week, then it doesn't count. I don't know how to feel about this one, so I've got a Susan B. Anthony coin. <laughs> The irony of that being in Alabama. <laughs> yep. Um, all right, private party. Hey, two two parties and one Angelico. Now this is the tough one, and it's not. I need you to I need you to meet him and just be like, how do you say your name? <laughs> Come to me, child. Angeliclaw. Angela White Claw. Come here, buddy. <laughs> so a twenty-one woman casino battle royal that currently features. Roddy Piper's child, who is really good, apparently. Um, oh, fuck, Jazz? Didn't Jazz come back? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Probably Brandy, probably Allie. Brandy's in it. Uh, Britt Baker. Uh, Yuka Zagazaki's in it. And the winner will receive a match for the inaugural AEW Women's Championship. Fuck. D- how, against who? Is that, because I... Uh, that Japanese match later in the card. Oh, is that a thing? Okay, okay. Yeah, the Joshi match. I'm pretty sure. That has Rio in it, right? The yeah, other one? Rio. I think so, yeah. Word. Um... <laughs> uh, I'm gonna go with Britt Baker. I I think they've got a lot of cards in Britt Baker right now. Um, I want to see how good she is, so I'm gonna make a gamble on Teal Piper. Yep. Um... <laughs> Dylan's like, can I pick Surprise that I didn't know was gonna be there? No, no, no! I'll go, I'll go, I'll go Sakazaki because like they had that tease at Fighter Fest, yeah, between her and Rio, and I got Rio in that other match. So I'm just like, yeah, Josh, your initial Joshi champion because like if you're gonna have a match for your championship, it should probably be a Joshi one. I don't know, is that racist? Because yeah. there's no white chick in it, even though it's an American company. I don't know, I don't know. You have no idea how much I want it to be Yuka Sakazaki. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, we'll just move on to it. Riho versus Hikaru Shida. Riho. And I've got to say, I got Riho too. Yeah, that's all. Yeah, that's everyone. That's just, that's an everyone pick. Um, we talked about it earlier today. Luchasaurus, Jungle Boy, and Marco Stunt versus SCU. You know, I think that Chicago is going to be the worst town anyone's ever been to that night because it's SCU. I love when Blake starts saying something and it's like he's forgotten his line on stage. And I had. I forgot what they... That's the worst town something. This is the Uh, dang worst city anyone's ever inhabited. This is a bad place. (laughs) Who you you got, Scotty? Once you recover. Fuck, it's tough. It's really tough because, like... You want to you want to flip a Susan B. Anthony? They're both it? technically babyface teams, but SCU leans more heel. They do. Yep. I want to give it to Luchasaurus, Jungle Boy, and Marco Stunt, and we're gonna have a fun, fun like like SCU messing up thing. Marco Stunt isn't allowed to win anything, so SCU. Okay, I'm fine with that. Uh, the Cracker Barrel Brawl bla- Blast Cash Whatever. Darby Allen versus Joey Janela versus Jimmy Havoc in what I'm going to argue might be my match of the night. <laughs> I mean, it's going to be fucking crazy. Wait, wait, wait. Tr- tr- triple threat pick rules. Oh, fuck. Darby. I love Joey, Joey. but Darby. Okay, you got Joey. <laughs> okay, I was going to take Jimmy anyway, so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I feel like Darby's the one who needs it the most, because Jimmy's kind of like a known name, and Joey is a known name, and Darby's just now coming up, so you want to have him be the Darby biggest. Darby is also a known name. Jimmy actually is a known entity, and Joey's crazy enough that everyone talks about him. No, no, no. I wasn't saying no name. I was saying known name. Oh, known. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Yeah, Darby did have his his one his good match against Cody. And his good match against Moxley that no one talks about. But yeah, but I think that Joey who's also had his good match against Moxley who really is my out of all of these three someone needs a win, right? Just, <laughs> yeah. He's he did yell that he was Owen whatever. Remember? Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm, um, I'm voting. I'm, I'm, I'm going with Jimmy because Jimmy Havoc needs like one person to believe in him in that company. Because I really feel like <laughs> no one does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But he he's did just get merch this week, so I feel like he's gonna win. 
That's a smart pick. The shirt pick is smart, actually. <laughs> um, Cody versus Sean Spear- Spears with Tully Blanchard, and Cody is going to have someone at ringside, but it's not been announced who. I mean, Cody is going to murder this motherfucker, right? Yeah, but... Yeah, but... <laughs> it's going to be the hologram of Dusty Rhodes at this point, no, right? It, I think Dustin. I think Dustin would be your best bet to yeah. come down. I mean, probably. So in that case, yeah, they should, realistically. I mean, unless it's just, like, some weird fucking angle where Triple H is there that night. Yeah, no, I don't... Because I'm, I'm like you, Scotty. You're having that thing where they're like, are we going to drag this out one more into TV? But... Uh, nah, I'm gonna go with Cody. Alright, so we got two Cody's and one perfect ten for Sean Spears over here. Alright. You just you just go with him because he got engaged too. No, he got married. No, he got married he got married to Peyton Royce. He he did well for himself. Mm-hmm. He's already won, that's the problem. Yeah. I mean with me, Sean it's one of those things that even though he's the heel. He's the one who's right in this storyline. Like Cody, you can't was the be one... right and then like concuss someone with a chair. Those two things don't go hand in hand. You can't. You can't make his skin flap on top of his head and then be like, <laughs> "I was right." No, no. Like <laughs> you could have unloaded with a kendo stick, and I still would have been on your side. But once you wrap a chair around somebody's dome, mm-mm. yeah, it's like. Oh, man, that's two nights that you've had blood in your head, Cody, and you've had pink hair. So, uh, up next, we've got Escalera de la Muerte for the a- AAA World Tag Team Championships. Lucha Brothers versus the Young Bucks. Fuck. Fuck. Yeah, I want to hear how y'all are thinking, because after... Mm. Lucha. Bros. Lucha. Cero. Bros. Miero. If he doesn't do that off the top of the off the top of the ladder and then hit one of the brothers off and they fall and he grabs the titles, I'll be amazed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At this point, I'm so close with you guys that I cannot fucking deviate because Lucha Brothers, it is. Yeah. No, no, no. What he'll do? He'll do the spot where he removes the glove, but then fucking shoves it into Matt's face and he does a back bump off of the ladder. <laughs> um. I mean, once again, we're about to get biased because it's the Dark Order versus Chuck Taylor and Beretta in a match to determine who gets a first round bye in the AEW World Tag Team Championship Tournament. Chuck, if you win, you have to follow us. I mean, bud, bud, don't make that kind of promise because you know he's not going to. Yeah. Also, Dark Order's winning, so... Yeah, Dark Order's... I mean, listen, stop. Did Chuck have any gimps following him around at his feet? Does Beretta have sex workers? No. It is is odd, because this match literally already happened last month. Oh, yeah, it did. Dark Order won there, too, by the way, so... (laughs) (laughs) FMA245 said Arn Anderson in Cody's corner. Oh, God, that would be very, very good. Be good. Um, no, yeah, it's the Dark Order. And now, Pac versus Kenny fucking Omega. Oh, shit. Uh, Kenny? Because Kenny Kenny, Kenny has to challenge, uh, Jericho to, like, reclaim the title to be the second champion. Because Jericho's clearly going to be the first champion because it's, you have to have the name value. He's the, he's the most static boy in this match, let's say. <laughs> Unless he's going full heel. I don't know anymore. Uh-huh. I'm going to say... It depends on what he does against Pac. Does Pac still have the Dragon Gate title? No. He doesn't. Okay, no. then yeah, Kenny. That's how he's, yeah, that's how he's in this match. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Then yeah, Kenny. I'll go with Kenny Man, for that one. One year removed, we finally get to see Pac in an AEW ring, kind of. Hey, bud, how long ago you think Double or Nothing was... Uh, listen, it's it's twice as long in drunk years. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, I mean, Pac, like he was originally supposed to be in all out, all in, all out. Was he supposed to be in all in? What match was he in there? I think he was. I think he still had the no compete from WWE, didn't he? Probably. 
I don't, was it? Guys, let's not try to translate drunk Blake's ramblings. Anyway, as we, next match. As we move on to the main event of the evening for your AEW World Heavyweight Championship as Chris Jericho takes on a man who specializes in cowboy shit, Adam Page. So, Bon Jovi versus a horse. <laughs> it's a battle we've seen many times. Yeah, that's the best, uh, best one I've heard. <laughs> Is it sad that they've made me actually, like, be on the fence about this? Mm-hmm. I mean, Adam Page has been pushed to the fucking moon. Hey, guys. Jericho is fucking Jericho. Hey, guys, I have the shotgun in my hand. It's loaded. I'm about to pull the trigger. Adam fucking Page! Pa-pow! Cowboy shit! Cowboy shit! Oh, shit. That's gonna make it harder to go for my fantastic uncle who just puts face paint on Chris Jericho. My hot topic dad! <laughs> Dylan, where are you at, buddy? Between a between a, a horse and a, and an old man. Yeah, yeah. It's not even a rock and a hard place. It's just because, like, on the <laughs> one hand, it's the first champion. So, do you take Chris Jericho, who is a very known entity, and then you can have him do all the rounds, all the talk shows? Everybody knows who Chris Jericho is, and he's like, "Hey, there's this new promotion. I'm their champion." Or do you take the guy that's, like, big future star, like, all the potential in the world, and you're like, we're throwing it all on this young kid, and I don't think they do that. Even though they love Adam Adam Page, like, this is their, this is how they're make, getting him over. This is how he's going to be like, he's going to fight a hard fucking match, and Jericho's going to win it. So I'm going to go with Chris Jericho. Oh, man. I'm the only and, one. And also because Chris Jericho beat Kenny... So, like, I can't say that Adam Page is better than Kenny Omega. I can't say that. I guess you're a little slippery when wet, huh, buddy? Okay. (laughs) Hey, guys, that's a Bon Jovi reference. Blake didn't just suddenly become a weird pervert for the last half of this show. You're right. He's been a weird pervert for much longer. A long time, my bud. <laughs> Have you not listened? He's just he starts quoting bands that aren't Bon Jovi. He's like, Well that's why, Dylan, you wanna pour some sugar on me. Wait, fuck. Oh, no, that's man. that's Def Leppard. <laughs> this motherfucker's Van Halen. <laughs> <laughs> not even trying. This summer, two men save the world. From who you ask? Everything. Invading robo penises. This show is not about those two men. <laughs> this show's just a load of BS. The show where Blake Tanner and Scotty Moore make up dumbass movies like that. We're your personal think tank. We're your two white guys, which fills the quota for a <laughs> podcast, I think. And we're just gonna be here to have a good time and talk about sauerkraut. That's right, except no substitutes, ladies and gentlemen, because this is that pure, uncut BS. <laughs> good, good, uncut. So, boys, we've talked about All Out, but I'd rather talk about another pay per view coming up. A pay-per-view from a little company called JWF because AEW may be all elite, but our next pay-per-view is beating the elite. And in order to find out what's going to happen then, we got to turn things over to Captain Tibbs and Silver Spoon for another episode of JWF Monday Night War. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to JWF Monday Night War. I am your host, Silver Spoon, joined as always by the baddest man in Alabama. It's Captain Tibbs. Sills, I'm here. I'm ready for another night of war. That's right, Tibbs, and we have got some amazing matches tonight. In the quarterfinals of the JWF King of the Steel City Tournament. A match, a tournament that determines 
who will become the king of the Steel City and the next number one contender to a JWF championship of their choosing. It's an amazing, uh, it's an amazing tournament, Tibbs. Of course, Sel. It's the night where I want to see everybody go at their all and become the king that they're destined to be. Like the man that I want to see in this next match become the king. That's right, Tibbs, because in this next match in the King of the Steel City Tournament, we're going to see two old rivals face off as a personal favorite of yours, the Hammer Man, faces off against the Dylan, a man who last week made it clear to the Dynasty that he was not interested in joining their ranks. What did you think of that, Tibbs? Still, I will say that that is an amazing moment of pure and utter bulwarkness. That is something that the Dylan fought long and hard against, not to join the dynasty, not to join with his former brothers, not to be part of that machine that they've created. And I appreciate the Dylan for that, I really do. But I still don't think that he holds a candle against the man that he's going to be facing tonight. That's right, Tibbs, because, I mean, that was all in the past for the Dylan. Right now, he's looking towards the future, and the future may be the king of the Steel City crown upon his head. But first, he has to get through the Hammer Man. It looks like both of them locking up in the center of the ring. Dylan quickly turning around, switching it into a Hammer Lock. But, ooh, Hammer Man rolling out of it. Hard to get the Hammer Man with a Hammer Lock. And then kipping up to his feet, grabbing Dylan, whipping him into the ropes. Now ducking a clothesline, big leapfrog, and a big drop kick takes down the near seven-footer, the lord of the smart side, the Dylan Hammerman going for a pin. But wait a minute! Dylan grabbing him, getting him with the inside cradle, going for the pin. One, two, oh, and Hammer barely kicking out at two tips. Could you imagine if the Hammerman was eliminated off something like that? Not at all, Sills, the Hammerman. He's a very strategic Hammerman. He knows exactly what he needs to do. That's right. Now both men in the ring just staring off at one another. The crowd going crazy, seeing what happens with these two competitors getting the ring across from one another. And now it looks like they're going up for that lockup once again. Dylan rushing Hammerman into the corner, ramming his shoulder into the waist, just trying to break the ribs of the Hammerman, who is definitely not looking in a good way as Dylan goes for a big boot, but Hammerman ducks it. Dylan getting caught up in that turnbuckle and now Hammerman's grabbing it and nails a vicious lung blower on the Lord of the Smart Side. I think it nearly broke his back, Tibbs. Ah, oh, that's looking good, my boy. That's right, Hammerman looking on fire. Dylan making his way back to his feet, but ooh, goes back down with a big hammer boot. Absolutely laying down the Dylan. Looks like Hammerman now getting ready to end it. Climbing to that top rope. Could be looking for one of them hammer leg drops that's won him so many matches before. But wait a minute. The Dylan stopping him in his tracks. Jumping and hitting an uppercut. Upper dicker. Straight to the groin of the Hammerman who's just slumped over Dylan's shoulders tips. And now Hammerman, he is not in a good place. No, so this I can't imagine this. The Hammerman letting his delicates get in the way of winning. That's right, but ha unfortunately, Hammerman's now set up. Set up for one thing only as the Dylan delivers a little total destruction. That knee going straight into the skull. But wait a minute. But, but before Dylan can make a pin, is that the music of the dynasty? What's Scotty Moore doing out of your tips? I don't understand. They shouldn't even be allowed up here. No, 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 no. Look, wait, wait, wait. Uh, Dylan, I know what this seems like. I really do. I just, I wanted to let you know that I harbor no ill will against you for what happened last week. I mean, I know this might seem like an inopportune time to tell you, but I mean, look, the hammer man, he's knocked out. You got him there, ready for the pin. I just, I need to get something off my chest. But I haven't had the opportunity to tell you. You've been dodging my calls, avoiding me in the back, and this ring, this is the only place I know how to know where to find you. I know you'd never pass up a fight, but you see, I appreciate what you did last week, though. I mean, it takes a real man to come out here and to make a choice and stick with it, and that that's admirable. But I'm just here to tell you one thing. You chose wrong. Oh my!
God, Tibbs from out of nowhere. Blake Tanner with a vicious super kick to the Dylan, laying him out in the center of the ring. Shibata's back was turned, and now Blake grabbing the hammer man, dragging his lifeless body over the Dylan. And this is horrifying. Shibata turning around, chasing off Blake. And unfortunately, it looks like he's forced to make the count. One, two, three. And Tibbs, I know you may not like how it happened, but it looks like the Hammerman is moving forward in the King of the Steel City Tournament, but it wouldn't have been possible without that super kick from Blake Tanner, the interference from the Dynasty. This is horrifying. Sills, this is never how I imagined it. I can't believe the Dynasty interfered in this match. There must be retribution. That's right, Tibbs, but I mean... Uh... I, I think you gotta be happy though. The Hammer Man moving forward. Who knows? He could become king of the Steel City, but with a tainted victory like this, do you think the Hammer Man would even take the crown? I honestly don't know, Sills. He's the Hammer Man is a man of virtue, a man of integrity. He he couldn't take it with something like this unless he he fought an absolute bestial match later on in the tournament. I, I, I'm just dumbfounded. That's right, Tibbs. And now, oh, wait a minute. Wait, I I'm getting some news that we have sent one of our top interviewers backstage. He's got the Dylan, and Dylan does not seem happy after losing that match in that manner. So let's have a listen on what he's got to say. Ladies and gentlemen, Don the Don McDonald here with Dylan. Give me that mic. Stand over there. You know my history. I will beat you like I used to beat the other one. You stand over there. No, don't say anything. I hate your voice. I know what you're going to ask anyway. Oh, what happened? Oh, how do you feel about what happened out there? You know how I feel? You know how I feel about that, Scotty? I pity you. I pity you and Blake and your arrogance. See, because you didn't just poke a bear out there. Hell, you didn't poke a lion. You poked me. Now you and your shitty best friend and your failure of a father are going to have me and Chuck come down on you. See, I'm not going to stop until I have whooped all three of you so badly that you look like one of Blake's terrible shirts. You know what? I have a great, a great idea. See, at the next pay-per-view, why don't you, Scotty, bring, bring your, your best friend, if he's, he's not too busy sucking your dick, you bring those tag titles, I'll bring Chuck, I'll sit him on the outside, I'll beat the two of you down, and then I'll let him get the pin. That way, instead of insulting him, you can feel the humiliation of having him beat both of you at once. It's it's gonna be it's gonna be a great time. See, now I know you think that I'm I'm wrong to have Chuck as my partner, but see, in reality, it's 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 you guys who have been in the wrong. I mean, the company was wrong to hire you in the first place. Scotty give you a platform for that bullshit you call speech, and the company was wrong for. You know, giving Blake a chance to, to meet up with his old friend and, you know, form this this BS tag team, the Fight Boys, the, the, the whole thing. I mean, well, I guess Blake's fault more than that. And then, I mean, Scott Moore is really the one who has the most fault because if he had just wrapped up like a responsible adult, I, I wouldn't even have to be dealing with your shit right now. But it's okay. It's okay. See, I'm gonna, I'm gonna rectify it. Me and Chuck, we're gonna rectify it. We're gonna make sure... That after beating the elite, the only thing that'll be left of the BS is the S. Well, Tim, strong words there from the Dylan, and it seems like he's made a declaration for the Beating the Elite pay-per-view. He and Chuck Tibbs, your son, are going to be facing off against the BS for the JWF Tag Team Championships. But i, I got to be honest, do you think that was a wise move from the Dylan? We've seen what the Dynasty can do in the past. Well, I don't know, Sills, the Dylan always confident in his own abilities, and with my son, Chuck Tibbs, the way that he's improved so much, I, I think that they could be a real threat to the dynasty. That's right, and let's not forget, with that victory, the one title in this company Dylan has never held is the JWF Tag Team Championships. If he and Chuck managed to get this victory, he would become the second only Triple Crown Champion in the company's history. I, I think Dylan, he's got more than one, more than two, more than five reasons to win this match. And Sills, honestly at this point, 
I think it will be well earned. That's right, but Tibbs, it's now time to move on for another match. Another match that's going to happen at Beating the Elite, which would be the finals of the King of the Steel City Tournament. And in order to find out who's going to be in that match, we need to have this match. Where a man who, let's be honest, Tibbs, he's been impressive. It's like he switches into another gear during the King of the Steel City Tournament. The man known as Guy Fietti. He is a two-time winner. He has won the past two years, and he's coming out to this ring, and he looks confident in his match. What do you think? Mm-hmm. Guy Fietti, he turns into something different when it comes to this tournament. He is amazing. He will beat anybody who has come who has come as a challenger to him before, but I don't know about this year, so... That's right. He is, of course, facing off against one half of La Flambeau, the man known as Mojo Gruff, but Guy doesn't seem deterred, deterred by the voodoo man's antics. He's standing in that ring, and then, oh, my God! T Tibbs, what in the world? It's Honeypot! It's, it's Honeypot, the demon, the other half of La Flambeau, and he is assaulting Guy Fieri with that steel chair, just absolutely breaking the spine of the king of Flavortown. Tibbs, what's happening? I don't know, so this is, this is the end of the world incarnate in Honeypot, trying to take everything away from Guy Fieri, trying to take everything away that we have loved before, trying to take away our previous king of the Steel City. Oh my god, it's horrifying. That's right, and now the chair just broken and pieces in shattered metal drops it on the crown and oh no. Oh no, he's got him, he's got him by the throat, picking him up in a devastating choke slam against that broken, battered steel chair. Guy Fieri just writhing in pain, but Honeypot's not done. He's continuing to beat him down, but meanwhile it looks like Mojo Gruff. The, the voodoo man from the bayou, he, he's asking for a microphone. What in the world's happening? Ladies and gentlemen, the bell has not rung. Let me repeat that. The bell has not rung. That means everything you are seeing in that ring right now is 110% legal. Everything that Honeypot is doing to Guy Fieri is 110% legal, and I want each and every one of you, everyone in attendance, everyone at home, everyone who can hear my voice, to see what's happening to the King of Flavortown. Because this is what awaits anyone who stands between La Flambeau and the J. WF World Heavyweight Championship. This is a visual representation of everything that La Flambeau stands for, and that is change. That is evolution. That is a changing of the God. Because for the past two years, you've all known Guy Fieri as the king of the Steel City, the only two-time king there is, and yet... Look at him now, broken, beaten, eviscerated at the hands of Honeypot. La Flambeau, we, we don't care about kings. La Flambeau does not care about gods. We only care about our master and the one thing he deserves, the JWF Championship. So when this tournament reaches its end, and you see the broken mile of bodies that we were forced to walk to get our championship opportunity, you will understand why you need us! Why you need our cleansing fire to rebuild this company, and why La Flambeau will reign Supreme. Tibbs, frightening words there from, from Mojo Gruff. Meanwhile, in the ring, Honeypot now just picking up Guy Fieri and oh my god, just giving that massive choke slam onto the knee, breaking the back of Guy Fieri. We've seen how devastating that move is. I, I, I can't believe this, Joseph. If this master. That Mojo Gruff is talking about is who I think it is. It could be the, the 
end of all things as we know it. That's right. Meanwhile, Mojo Gruff just grabbing the referee, grabbing Shibata, forcing him into the ring to call for the bell. And now Mojo Gruff climbing onto the top rope and, oh, adding insult to injury with a vicious Bayou dive onto Guy Fieri. Shibata hesitant, but he's calling for the count. One, two, three. And Tibbs, after what was an absolutely horrifying beatdown at the hands of Honeypot, La Flambeau, specifically Mojo Gruff, moves forward in this tournament to the semifinals, but... Uh, do you think this is what's going to happen with every match going forward? Do you think it's just going to be Honeypot assaulting the other member of the team? I mean, they might as well be in the finals right now. I honestly don't know, Sills. This, everything they did is considered legal. I, I can't do anything to stop it. This is utterly abhorrent. That's right, and the body of Guy Fieri just laying in the ring, unmoving. I'm I'm getting flashbacks to when they did this to Momoa Curry and the injury sustained to the champ's body at the time. It, it rendered him almost legally dead. Who knows how Guy Fieri's going to react to this in the future. The actions of La Flambeau are horrifying, but in order to find out what happens next with them, what happens next with the J at JWF king of the steel city tournament in order to find out what happens next with the dynasty you're gonna have to tune in next time to jwf monday night war so boys it's been one hell of an episode what did you learn this week i learned that we don't care about heels and faces on this show (laughs) bang it takes too long to talk about predictions yeah it took too, too long of you guys jacking off to the Roman Reigns freaking Daniel Bryan segment. It was pretty good. It was um, so good. <laughs> almost finished. Almost. And I learned that the Roman Reigns and Daniel Bryan segment is the greatest thing WWE's produced in 50 years. After the worst thing that they produced in 50 years. Yes! And I learned that Mercer makes the best promos. <laughs> Fuck you. Fuck you. <laughs> so, other than Blake, where could people find you on the internet, I guess? I'm protecting you from the hate mail. <laughs> like anybody sends me fucking hate mail to anyone, ever. <laughs> John Moxley knows how I feel about it, because he feels the same way. <laughs> you can find me on Twitter at uh, Dick and Stormy. You can do it. It's okay. Okay. I just wanted to wait for your permission, but you, you can find them on YouTube at Darkroom Video. That's Darkroom V I D Y A. Thank you, sir. You can also find me at Twitter at Blake A Tanner, and that's about it. And you can find them at DragonCon this week, alongside me, with a bunch of bottles of whiskey that we are legally not allowed to say that we're giving out. But you know, whatever. And find me on. Well, you meet me. You meet me, me in this. You meet me in this Denny's parking lot at one a.m. Who knows what could happen? <laughs> <laughs> hey, you can find me on Maybe Twitter. Maybe you'll my books on Amazon. Check out my Fiverr account. Just give me all the love you can. And remember to check out the other shows online at a load of pure BS ladies and gentlemen and like we said we are going to be at dragon con it's everything sunday everything we're doing is sunday so i'm going to be on the welcome to night veil panel on pitching the uh pitching the digital media pros panel Wait, you're gonna be on the welcome to night veil panel yeah baby did yeah, you get baby. invited for that or did you sneak yourself onto that Oh, no, they wanted me there, baby. They want me on Netveil, baby. Kind of. <laughs> I assume um, no one from the actual podcast is there. That's why you're there. Nope, it's going to be all them and then me. I'm the moderator, so it's not... Oh, okay, that's that's much more understandable. This man is a professional remember, moderator. Remember, all hail the glow cloud. Yes. Uh, and then you can find me on uh, the li- first ever live show of the podcast, Radish, and then me and Blake's show at the end of the... Uh, if you just go to my Twitter account, you can find everything. It's just pinned to the top there. So make sure to check all that out if you're going to be at DragonCon this Sunday. Xavier Woods of the WWE, I'm looking right at you. Come see me, baby. If he comes, though. Hey, Blake, do you want to talk about one of Xavier Woods' friends? Which one? Brad Maddox. <laughs> Brad the Brad Maddox Maddox. All no, right. stop! 
the one we know, Blake. The one we fucking know. <laughs> Wait, which one? Blake. Blake, cosplay as Brad Maddox and bring a, bring an NXT Women's Championship with you. Blake, Blake, you have to thank someone. I'm leaving now. Oh no, I have to thank Mega Ren because he gave us our theme song, technically. When you're a fight boy, you're a fight boy for life. <laughs> it's called Fighters, damn it. Okay, so anyways, the end of this show is gone straight. Dylan's gone. <laughs> Dylan's left. <laughs> the end of this show has gone straight down, so I'll just ask everybody to do. Find us online at loadofpurebs.com. Step up to the merch table at merch.loadofpurebs.com. Find us on Facebook, donate to the Patreon, subscribe on YouTube, and remember to follow us on Twitter at Fight Boy Show Kenny Omega, because when you're a fight boy, you're a fight boy for life. Track this is for